Hey, 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 it's your girl, So So Lovely. And your girl, Deja Ali. And we're the hosts of the Bad and Boozy Podcast. Join us every Wine Crush Wednesday as we discuss wine, life, and other liquor-related shenanigans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bad and Boozy Pod. And send your drunken wine hotels to Bad and Boozy Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget... The best wine is the one you like. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute, L Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here, please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get through... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode... 211 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jeanne. Hey, what's up? Hey, friend, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I have whiskey and my hot chocolate. Ah, yeah, good to go with the little snow that's on the ground, because you guys had a little taste of winter this week. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was very dramatic. Is it put you in the put you in the holiday mood or was it like where'd this come from no because what happened was it turned into rain in the afternoon so then it was just nasty and cold oh yeah but whiskey fixes everything (laughs) and we're joined by our returning raw cast correspondent mr samuel galunga what's going on sam how's it going everybody we're doing well. Glad that you could join us this week. And we're joined once again this week by our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? Well, just remember, kids, don't eat the yellow snow. Just remember that. I'm <laughs> over the time of year. I'm Don DeLorente. Like I said, this is the WrestleCast. You can find us right here on the CSPN each and every Friday. You can find us on the web at www.cspn.us. So we had a little bit of news. We had a passing of Jose Lothario. He was the guy who quote unquote trained Shawn Michaels. He was a legend in the uh, territory days in Texas. Um, he was a, you know, Southwest world class, uh, California. So definitely uh, a big time name in you know the '60s and the '70s, even through the '80s as well. And then you know most modern day uh, wrestling fans would know him as you know the old man in Shawn Michaels' corner when he finally won the championship. The one that Shawn wanted to get away from. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had to figure out a way to make Shawn Michaels more likable to give him the belt because you know his he wasn't that likable before he got the belt. So 
that was Jose Lothario's job. I know, but like go back and watch some of those old some of those old uh, matches, and you can see how Sean was just annoyed by him. Well, I'm pretty sure at that point Sean would say, you know, everything annoyed. Oh me. yeah, yeah, he was on he was on so much stuff back then. Yeah, <laughs> just ask Vader. So um, definitely uh, sad to hear about that, and uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. But uh, you know, rest in peace to Jose Lothario. So coming up this weekend, this is Survivor Series weekend, so we have a weekend full of live tweets and hashtags so that means that we have to play who you got for survivor series so yeah i know miss Didi is just so thrilled you have no clue how excited <laughs> i am about playing this game it's, with you all it's just tonight. it's just oozing through your microphone right now i can't believe you can't understand the levels <laughs> That I feel. So on the pre-show of this card, hashtag say no to pre-shows. Thank you. We're going to have a cruiserweight championship match between Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali. So I'll start with Magnum Prime. Greg, who you got? Okay, I just want to make sure that the next Saudi Arabia show is for a couple of months, right? <laughs> I just, I'm just asking this because of like my choice. I just want to make sure he has enough time to hold on to the belt, and then he drops it before they go there because they probably won't want him to show up. So I'm gonna go with Mustafa. I just want to make this. I just had to do that math and just try to figure that out. So okay, we'll go with Mustafa. All right, Sam, who you got, Buddy Murphy or uh, Mustafa Ali? I also gotta go with Mustafa because is he still where that? <laughs> that gear that makes him look like a Starbucks cup. I haven't seen Mustafa Ali wrestle in a few months, man, because 205 isn't really one of the shows I watch on the frequent anymore. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> Miss Didi Jeanne, who I, you got? I don't, I don't know the difference, so I'll just stick with Buddy Murphy. All right. And I'm going to agree with Miss Didi Jeanne. I think I'm going to stick with Buddy Murphy. He hasn't had the title for that long, so... Let him get a good title reign out of it. The next match on the kickoff show will be the tag team Survivor Series elimination match where we have Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, the Ascension, the Lucha House Party, the B team and the Revival making up the raw side versus the Usos, the New Day, the Good Brothers, Sanity and the Colognes on the SmackDown side. So, Miss Didi Jone, who you got? Um, I don't know. Hold on, hold please. Let's go look at the list again. I was I was trying to make this quick, so I was trying to pre-write my notes. Um, well, this was you're gonna have to go with them. I don't have to do anything but stay black and pay my taxes. Okay. Because I could always pick the colognes. Okay, let me stop. Okay. That's just me being dramatical. Okay, so we'll do we'll do two points if you pick the last man standing for all of these SmackDown versus Raws, and I will pick Jesus. Um, oh yeah, Team Raw's trash. I'm picking SmackDown, and I'm picking it's never coffee. So yeah, I'll pick Biggie. All right, 
Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Uh, I also picked SmackDown, and I'm going to go with um, the one Uso who has his who had his shirt cut the other day, like a white girl in the 1980s going to a Prince concert. I feel like that would be Jimmy, but was it Jay? I don't know was, which one it was. But was, it was he talking? Was he talking? I I don't. Know, I just saw the picture. Let's say it was Jimmy. And, and one of them had his shirt all cut up, all funny, like the 1980s. It's usually Jimmy. Magnum Prime, who you got? I'm gonna go raw, and let's see, I'll go <laughs> Bo Dallas. See, see, look at you. <laughs> Greg believes. Look at him. That's the um, holiday season. I'm gonna go the new day as well, and I'm gonna go with Carl Anderson. As the lone survivor, or the huh? SmackDown, excuse me, and Carl Anderson as okay. the lone survivor, excuse me. SmackDown, Anderson. Okay. All right. Is he on SmackDown? Yeah, he is on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. They made a return appearance this week for the first time in like six weeks, it seems like. <laughs> All right, so now it's time for the main show, which will be hashtag SurvivorCast if you want to follow along on Twitter. And share your commentary with color. So we're going to have the Raw uh, Tag Team Champions versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So we have the AOP versus The Bar. So Samuel Kalunga, who you got? The Bar. All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? Go with AOP. All right. Miss Didi Jeanet. Y'all are moving away fast. Hold on. <laughs> Sam said Bar. Greg said AOP, you haven't said yet, and I'm going to say, yeah, why not? I got AOP. All right. I'm going to go with The Bar. Okay. In the battle of the mid-card champions, we have Seth Rollins, the uh, Intercontinental Champion, facing off against Shinsuke Nakamura, the United States champion. So, Miss Didi Jonay, who you got? Mm, he deserves, but I got Shinsuke. All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? Nakamura. All right. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Uh, Nakamura, only because uh, Seth seems to be a little bit distracted right now. All right. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the Women's Survivor Series Elimination Match. So on Team Raw, we have Natalia, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, and Ruby Riot versus the SmackDown team of Carmella, Naomi, Asuka, Sonya Deville, and a spot to be determined later. Mm-hmm. So, Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Is the spot going to be Natty? Because that's what it's looking like. Natty's Natty's already in the. I know, but you know what, what, what's been happening with her lately. They might recruit her. I mean, she might switch. She might switch brands. No, because then they would have to still add one more person to Raw, <laughs> well, so that it, doesn't work. There's plenty of kills on that side, so just pick somebody. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go SmackDown. Right. I don't know who's gonna be the last man standing. Naomi, I'll pick Naomi. All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? Go raw. 
And your last person standing? Uh, I'll go with Nia Jax. Okay. But her, but her hand is busted up. <laughs> we'll get to that later, ma'am. Um, Misty Jeanette, who you got? I have SmackDown. Because I firmly believe that Natty will act like a fucking adult and beat the brakes off of um, Ruby and put her team in a hole. All right. And and I have Asuka as last woman standing because she's still amazing. I don't care what Booking says. Why are you always trying to steal my answers? (laughs) I'm going to go with Team SmackDown 2 and I'm also going to go with Asuka. All right, so we have is your answer also because she's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I missed out on the chance to say because she's awesome. <laughs> and we have our men's Survivor Series elimination match: Team Raw consisting of Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley, versus the SmackDown team of The Miz, Shane McMahon, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio. And Jeff Hardy. Samuel uh-huh. Kalunga, who you got? Please see the raw uh, roster again. Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew Braun. McIntyre. Braun. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Miss Didi Jeanne, who you got? I have Raw, and Braun is my last man standing. All right. G Money, Samuel, 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 who's oh. your last man standing? Yeah, Brody the Strowman. Okay. Uh, G Money, who you got? I also have Raw and Braun. All right. Miss Didi Jeanne, who you got? I already said, who do you have? Oh, it's my turn. Um, Well, you know how I play this game, even though it's not going to happen. I'm going to take Team. You know it's not going to be. I'm going to take Team SmackDown. It's going to be Shane McMahon. That would be a series of unfortunate events because <laughs> them teams is not level, but okay. I've seen Stranger Things happen. In our new women's <laughs> featured match, we have Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Magnum Prime, who you got? Ah. Uh... See, I don't, I don't see there being like a, a definitive finish here, uh, but I don't see Ronda losing. So, I, I, I guess I'll go with with Rousey. I mean, a win via shenanigans is still a win. You know what I mean? Like if if Becky perchance comes through with a steel chair, Ronda wins. True. Miss Didi Jeanne, who you got? Even though that is my hope and prayer for um, Sunday, I'm still not picking Rhonda for a goddamn thing. So I have Charlotte. All right. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Yeah, Rhonda wins, and uh, like he comes out and just flattens both of them. Just because. She's, she's, be she's, so she's, still, she's still cool. Like, she could just beat everybody up. That'd be great. All right. I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair to give Ronda Rousey 
No, let me rethink that. I'll go with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I gotta love favorite. Main event time as we have Brock Lesnar versus the WWE champion, newly crowned Daniel Bryan. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Uh, Brock uh, beats Sheamus' old record and beats Daniel Bryan in six seconds. <laughs> All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? It'll be a squash match for Brock Lesnar. Okay. Miss Didi Jeune, who you got? I, too, have um, the albino gorilla known as Brock Lesnar. And I'll just complete... The uh, the foursome here. I will also have Brock Lesnar. Now, hopefully, Daniel Bryan comes through this match without any concussions, neck injuries, head injuries, and because uh, you know what happened the last time, he was a WWE champion. He had to give it up because he got injured. So, hopefully, he comes through this match unscathed, and uh, we can get a real title run this time. So. And then Brock comes out and says, ha ha, you tried it. <laughs> That's who you got for Survivor Series. Join us this Sunday, starting at 6 p.m., I think it's going mm. to be. Because it's I the, won't be there, but you are. <laughs> because it's one of the long ones. So I think it's the actual show is going to start at 6, I think, and the pre-show starts at 4. Yeah. It'll be over on Monday. Great. Five-hour show. Jesus. Great. Right in time for Raw. <laughs> so yeah. when they're leaving, when the when the when the people watching watching Survivor Series leaving, the people watching Raw coming in at the same time. Exactly. They're gonna meet yeah. each other. No time to clean up. Just yeah. food all over the place. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so just push the trash to the end of the aisle. Maybe if you like it. So Please join us. Use the hashtag SurvivorCast to share your commentary with color. So at this point, we're going to turn it over to Mr. Samuel Kalunga for Monday Night Raw Report. All right here. All right there. Monday Night Raw came to us from Kansas City, Missouri. The show opens with a tag team battle royal. Bronny the Strowman comes down and destroys everyone. Apparently he's mad that he lost his match against Brock. He goes on a rampage. He grabs a chair and the microphone and says, Tonight, Raw is brought to you by the Monster Among Men. As he's not leaving the ring until Corbin gets these hands, Stephanie McMahon comes down. She says that he needs to get it together in time for Survivor Series and for Shane McMahon. And he doesn't care about any of that. He will not be manipulated by these corporate types. Stephanie tells him if he helps lead Raw to victory this Sunday night, he can have whatever he wants. Braun says all he wants is another title match against Brock Lesnar. Uh, but he does want Cor- uh, Boring Corbin first and foremost, and to be able to pick the stipulation. Steph says she can get it done, but he cannot lay a hand on on Corbin until after Survivor Series. Braun agrees and says that if he does not get what he wants, he will go to WWE headquarters and level the whole building. Uh, Ronda appears for some reason. She talks about Becky Lynch. Much to Stephanie's approval, the crowd chants for Becky. Boring Corbin arrives. He talks. He puts his hand around the shoulder, and she hip tosses him and walks away. Corbin and Gron 
Corbin and Braun go face to face, and Stephanie gets between them and orders Corbin to the back. All right, Ember Moon versus Tamina. Apparently, Nia Jax and Ember have been BFFs, and no one knew about it. Uh, Ember goes up toward the end of the. Ember goes up toward the end of the match. Nia distracts her. Tamina gets the upper hand, hits the Snickers splash, gets the victory. After the match, Nia takes liberties on Ember, finishing her with a leg drop. So distraction finish, y'all. Take a drink. Yay. Uh, Seth Rollins is interviewed in the ring. He talks about the Survivor Series match. Seth says that he doesn't care about that right now. He wants to talk about Dean Ambrose. Uh, Dean appears in a video in the back in front of a flaming oil drum. He says he used to think that the shield made him strong, but in fact, it, Seth, and Roman made him weak. He throws his flag jacket into the oil drum and burns it down. All while Seth looks on, looking like the Pikachu meme. Uh, Dolphin Drew talk. Drew talks about breaking up the shield and doing away with Kurt. Finn Balor comes out. He says Drew caught, uh, crossed the line by humiliating Kurt. Drew goes on a rant talking about Kurt Angle doesn't deserve any dignity, and Finn can go cry to his Balor club. Finn challenges him to a match right then and there. Drew agrees to a match, just not with him. He volunteers Dolph. Uh, Drew headbutts Finn before any match can get underway. So then we have Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. The match ends when Finn goes for the coup de grace, misses. Dolph tries to roll him up, but Finn reverses it and gets the one, two, three. Uh, Finn Balor is walking backstage. Stephanie invites him on the Team Raw this Sunday. Dolph and Drew try to go after Finn, but Stephanie tells him they can't hurt their teammate. So Dolph and Drew are, are Dolph and Drew are now in the big match. Ronda Rousey is interviewed backstage. She says she wasn't trying to offend Becky. Uh, she calls Becky a sensitive millennial, even though she's also a millennial. Nia Jax and Tamina interrupt and wish Ronda good luck. Uh, the Riot Squad come down. Ruby Riot talks about breaking Jim Hutt Nightheart's sunglasses and how it upset Natty and the WWE Universe. She's had some time to think about it, and she realizes how much she enjoyed every second of it. She calls out Natty, saying she had to scratch and claw for everything she got, and she wanted Natty to feel some real emotion. He says Jim Nightheart wore those sunglasses because he had to shake himself from having to look at his own daughter. That was pretty funny. Uh, Natty runs down and goes after all three women. They get the upper hand, beat her down, and they finish her off with the heart attack. All right, tag team battle royal. So we're doing this now after Braun interrupted earlier. Uh, Rude and Gable win. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman come down. They talk about AJ Styles. Paul Heyman makes reference to Hotel California, telling the kids to Google it. That's pretty much the gist of their promo. Ginger Mahal, of all people, comes down. He wants to teach Lesnar his mantra. Lesnar invites him in. And uh, didn't he try this with Braun? Let's see. Lesnar plays along for a second and attacks all three men. And of course, the Singh brothers get it worst of all. Get it worst out of everyone. Uh, the Drifter versus Bob. Leo and Bob are in the ring. Bob starts posing. The Drifter appears and he calls CPS on Bob. Uh, that was kind of funny. The two have a match. Leo Rush hides under the ring, grabs the Drifter's legs, and does not allow him to get back into the ring, resulting in a count-out victory for Bob. Now, Bob is the fifth member of Team Raw. The Drifter attacks Leo Rush after the match. Alexa Bliss comes out and introduce, introduces the women's side of Team Raw. It's herself, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, 
and one final person who will be the winner of the next match. The next match is Sasha Banks versus Bailey. The match is hot and heavy. Sasha puts Bailey in the bank statement. Before Bailey can tap, Team Raw jumps into the ring and beats up both girls. Alyssa declares that neither woman wants, so neither of them are the fifth member. She goes and introduces the actual fifth member, Ruby Riot. Now backstage, Becky Lynch is in the locker room with Ronda has her in an armbar. The officials shoo her away. Team Raw is in the ring, looking puzzled. Becky comes out. Team SmackDown arrived. Two sides go at it. During the affair, we see Nia Jax punch Becky Lynch square in the nose. She punches her a second time when Tamina is getting driven into the getting driven into the turnbuckle. Uh, Ronda comes out with a hurt arm. She takes out members of Team SmackDown one by one. Becky has a chair, hits Ronda in the stomach with it. Team SmackDown leave while Alexa watches from the stage. Ronda's in the ring furious, and Becky Lynch is in the crowd, uh, egging, egging them on. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! That's Becky Lynch! She's got Ronda Rousey! Oh, my God! Becky Lynch with the disarmor on Rousey! Trying to oh, use the left Becky Lynch. Becky's got a chair. Lynch with a chair. A chair attacking Ronda Rousey. Oscar just leveled Ruby Riot with a big time kick. And SmackDown is not done yet. Nia Jackson coming in and out being assaulted. SmackDown has invaded Monday Night Raw's turf. Nia sent into the post. Rousey. 
Rousey and not her. This is a horrific scene. Another steel chair shot right across the already injured arm. Becky may have a broken nose. Obviously, she doesn't care. And there's Alexa Bliss, who hightailed it when the assault began. Becky Lynch may, as you said, Corey, have a broken nose. She may have worse than that come Sunday at Survivor Series, because Ronda Rousey is irate. Yeah, but Ronda Rousey's also hurting right now. How much damage was done to Ronda's arm in the time spent in the disarm hurt? How about the chair shots over and over again? Becky's proud of herself. She delivered. There's no doubt about that. If the man wanted to send a message to Ronda Rousey, she delivered loud and clear. The question is, will this annihilation continue Sunday at Survivor Series? Led by what has become a personal, a vicious war between Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. Uh, backstage, Stephanie McMahon is berating Boring Corbin for what just happened. And that is your Monday Night Raw. Thoughts, thoughts? Closing segment. One of the best of the year. I did not see this live. I had to watch it on the late night edition. Shout out to Jade to the Max. And uh, yeah, I can only imagine what the last tweet was like while that last part was happening when it flips over and you see Becky with that armbar on Ronda. Uh, Didi, give me a, you know, your, what was the feeling in the live tweet? I would love to run it down for you. So, already we see a shenanigan. We're distracted by the beatdown of Sasha. You know we don't like it when our black bays get injured. And then they cut. So, Ronda Rousey screaming in an armbar. And Becky, badass Becky Balboa, the man. Got that bitch screaming on the ground. It was flames. So then she does get shooed away and she walks out to the ring with all of the swagger of 10,000 Usos. Like they're giving all of it to you unbothered. All of SmackDown comes with them girls' asses. I know I got hype. I know I was like, yes, fuck them up. Fuck them up. You can go hit the hashtag broadcast. SmackDown made your show so much better in like five minutes. It was amazing. It was great. And then it was, oh, you know, a quick little thing of like, how did Becky get busted open? We found out later how it happened. But just all of the, it worked. Like that was one of the, it, it didn't end up being happy because she can't be at Survivor Series. But that was a visual happy accident because that shit was iconic. Iconic. Yeah, she became a legend in her own time that night. And it's like, and she, and we'll get into it, but she's been going ever since. Like that punch to the face, whatever in her face broke, her spirit didn't break, her skill set didn't break, her slick tongue didn't break. Like she's giving you everything you need from somebody on injured reserve, okay? (laughs) She did that. Greg, was this the, uh, WrestleMania, uh, what what was that? Thirteen Stone Cold and Bret Hart. You was, got it. Was that Becky? Was this her moment? Was this Becky Lynch's kind of you know legendary 
moment right here. I think for the people who hadn't been following her on SmackDown for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely going to be, uh, I think everybody will remember the the night where they were in the night that Becky Lynch went through the moon. Like, she was already, like, ascending above everybody else. But, yeah, she just broke through everything. So, other than that, the show was kind of, ugh. <laughs> but it ended strong, so. It was just your, uh, your standard your standard raw. Yeah, yeah. The ending was strong, though, so. You can't, you can't. Elias was five that. stars as well. Oh, yeah. Well, he, yeah. Well, he told him that he was joking on. Uh, <laughs> Let's give that man his the, flowers because that was great. <laughs> he was like, son, it's your bedtime. Can't be more than 10 or 12. Whatever he said, it was accurate and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Lashley kidnapped this kid weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So. That was Monday Night Raw. Just want to let you know that you've been listening to the WrestleCast. You can find us on CSPN.us. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. So at this point, we're going to turn it over to Miss Didi Jeunet for our SmackDown Matters report. Blue team, blue team. So we start, we're in St. Louis. We start with highlights of Becky whooping that ass over on Raw with her soaked up in blood. And then they announced that she has a broken face. And I was like, dude, I've never heard of such. Oh, shout outs early. Shout out to FNA. Because when I said, is breaking a face a thing? She said, well, I broke a bitch's face. So yes, it is. Boom. Glow cast. When will your face? Angela, so, throwing hands on people? Good Lord. Girl, listen. She's like, I did. I was like, come on, son. No wonder I felt so safe in New York. Anyway. Broken face, broken nose, and a concussion. Uh, so she's out for the Survivor Series. They show the footage. Whatever. Uh, AJ's out. He faces Brock for the second year in a row. He says he's had the title for over 370 days. Been a workout horse. He's beaten all comers, but not Brock. He has a second chance because he lost one last year. Paul Heyman arrives, introduces himself, and he's the best thing Raw got, if we're going to be completely honest, him and Elias. He says he's here out of respect for AJ. There's no one else Brock would rather fight. And that's because AJ is one of the greatest of all time. He made sure to call AJ the second best performer. And AJ says he knows what he's doing. He respects Brian, but he recently tapped him out. He says he hasn't forgotten his loss last year, blah, blah, blah. But he does say that Brock limped out of the arena. It wasn't like he like beat his ass and was just you know, straight. So he says, Sunday will be all about AJ. Then Daniel Bryan arrives and says, why are you talking about me? Very Cardi being Nicki Minaj. Keep my name out your mouth. And in this instance, Daniel Bryan is Cardi B and AJ Styles is Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj said Cardi B. And then so Daniel Bryan threw the shoe. And by the shoe, I mean the fist. And they got to fighting. So... That's what had happened. Shane called some people to try to break him up. It ain't quite work. Then Brian argues with Shane and AJ arrives and they're yelling. And so Shane books a match for later tonight, but it's a title match. Ooh. Let's table that. Next, we got Cian Amos with Zelina Vega and Jeff Hardy. I believe this is 
for I don't know what it's for. But anyway, they be fighting. Jeff gets in the trio well. He hits the top double rope, stomp for two. Then there's a cradle for two. There's some counters. Amos is a back elbow for two. Then Jeff fights out of the hammerlock DDT and hits a twist of fate. He has a top for the Swanton Bomb, and he gets the win. Paige says, because of shenanigans, Miz gets to replace Daniel Bryan on Team SmackDown because you can't be fighting as the captain. And there's only one captain now. So because of that, Miz adds Jeff Hardy to the team. He tried to kick Rey Mysterio off the team because he said he needed a clean slate trying to get rid of all of Daniel Bryan's picks. So Paige says, if you want to do that, then you're going to have to beat Rey Mysterio on a match to get him off your team. Then there's a Nakamura interview where he's asked about facing Seth Rollins on Sunday. He says Rollins broke his heart when he said that he wasn't thinking about him. And all he thinks about is Seth Rollins. So at Survivor Series, he'll break Rollins' face. But before you so move on, mm-hmm. WWE fans, if you go to the live show, it's not cool at all to say what during the foreign guy's promo. I mean, it is a little xenophobic, but you know. You know who they are. You remember when they was getting on gender and he was coming out there cutting up five promos last year about the, those people? Mm-hmm. They ain't changed. Oh, you mega light. Any hoodle. Match. Miz versus Rey Mysterio. If Miz wins, Rey's off the team. Long story, not so long. Rey won. Orton arrives. He tries to attack Rey. He fails. Um, Ray bails, and so then Orton RKO's the Miz and leaves. Let's hear it for our short but fast luchador. Are you surprised that Randy Orton's not on the Survivor Series team? Because I am, kind of. I don't care. I'm very happy not to see him. I'm already seeing him too much. I'm sure he'll be there in some way, shape, form, or fashion. RKO and somebody hashtag out of nowhere. Whatever. I can't be bothered. But anywho, though, Paige calls out some people. Charlotte, Lana, Carmella, the double iconics, Sonya, Mandy, Nebe, and Oscar. She discusses Becky's injuries and why she can't compete. And she said that tonight Becky will handpick her replacement. Um, she comes out, thug, black eye, covering half her face, looking like the Phantom of the Opera. It all matter. It was flames. She said last night they invaded Raw. She tasted blood as she beat the hell out of Ronda and half the locker room. She said that was just a taste of what Survivor Series was going to be. And even in her condition, she would kick Rosie's ass, but they won't let her. She said, listen, she said Ronda isn't the baddest bitch on the planet. She's the luckiest. Flames. Fucking flames. So now she has to pick someone she knows can get the job done. She looks all the ladies up and down. You know, they be like, you know me, you got me, but bitch, and you know where she's going. She's going with Charlotte. So she's like, you better make the bitch tap, shake hands, and then they hug. I am angry as hell right now because I, I, took, I took a good beating last night, but that's, that's never stopped me before. Un- unfortunately, the medical team will not clear me to fight on Sunday. And so I've been, I've been angrily knocking on doors all day long, hoping somebody will let me fight, but unfortunately, I've run out of time. And last night, 
Last night when we invaded Raw, I got a taste of blood. I got a taste of blood when I beat the hell out of half of that women's locker room. And when I had Ronda Rousey screaming in pain when I had her in my armbar and, and make no doubts about it, that was just a taste of what I was going to do to her at Survivor Series. And take my word, even with a severe concussion and a broken face, I could still kick Ronnie's Rhonda, you're not the baddest on the planet. You're the luckiest. But now, now I gotta pick my replacement for Survivor Series. Someone who I know can get the job done. This severe concussion, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what it took for Becky Lynch to walk down the ramp just to be here. So difficult for Becky to come. What? Go beat Rhonda the way I was gonna beat Rhonda. You make her tap it the way I was gonna tap her at. Oh wow, what? What a move by the champ. A show of respect. Once upon a time, these two were best friends. Oh my gosh. Becky certainly have had a tumultuous relationship as of late, but obviously a healthy respect as a competitor still remains. Becky Lynch hand selects the Queen Charlotte Flair to finish the job that Becky started. Best part, I will admit, is when all the girls crowd around Charlotte to congratulate her and the double icon for like. Thumbs up. Yeah, they was off to the side, like <laughs> tapping them on the shoulder, like, okay. Didn't even really shift over, just kind of like move the shoulder, like, mm-hmm. congratulations, girl. It's like when you're the one person you hate get the raise, and you're like, yay. Now, see, congratulations. I'm glad you finally saw something about them that you can actually like gravitate to, and now you can be like, you know what? Because of that, I look at them differently, and you're gonna Shade start is universal. Them. I love it when you're in character all through your character. And that is exactly their character. So they do what they should have done. I love those two. Peyton more than Billy, but I love those two. See, like, man, you're picking favorites. That's what's wrong with you people. They are a unit. We all that's why I want your that's we, why I want your fave kick the other girl in the face because she's Shawn Michaels and the other one's Marty Jannetty. You y'all started it. Yeah, I was about to say, we all know who the Shawn Michaels of this team is. Y'all started it. It's hurtful. Anyway, backstage, Charlotte comments about what happened. She said she's fought with and against Becky for most of her career. But Sunday, she's going to fight for Becky. 
and to prove that SmackDown is the superior show, which it is. I mean, come on. Really? Anyway, New Day versus The Bar and the Big Show, so it's a three-on-three. There's a tag to Kofi. He runs wild on Cesaro. Sheamus comes in. He makes the save. And then he broke kicks Big E to the floor. And then Big Show attacks um, Zavi. And Kofi hits the SOS for a two count. Then Cesaro cuts him off. Big Show tags in and hits the KO shot. And he pins Kofi. Next, there's an Uso promo with Sanity and the Colognes and the Good Brothers. And they are now your Team SmackDown group. Along with the New Day. Next. The finale of the night. Also, can we know Raw did not try to invade SmackDown? Because they know what's up. They knew better. Sips tea. Anyway, final match of the night. AJ versus Daniel for the WWE title. AJ counters the running knee and gets a calf crusher. Brian counters into a armbar and then into a yes lock. Then Styles rolls into the catapult, hits a springboard forearm on the ref. But then there is a low bro by Daniel Bryan. Everybody shook. Nobody knows if he did it on purpose. He don't really look like he did it on purpose, but he don't look like he mind that much that he did it either. Then Daniel Bryan hits the running me and the cover. He gets the three. We got a new champion. Just in time for him to get his ass beat by Brock Lesnar, but that's okay. Daniel Bryan beats AJ's ass post-match and poses with the championship and smiles. The crowd is shook. Both of these men, such highly gifted technicians, such gifted athletes, leaving it all in the ring for the right to be called WWE Champion. Caught up here in the corner with the injured left leg, some yes kicks, trying to pick up the pace, low drop kick right to the face of the champ. We're finding out who can dig deeper, who can dig deep into the playbook to come out with a victory and leave with the WWE title. Daniel Bryan looking to take things extremely high risk all the way up top. AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, precarious position, trying to come off. Styles into the canvas hard. Belly to back, superplex. This could be Daniel Bryan's moment. Can he cover the champion? AJ Styles is down. Great opportunity for Bryan. Hook to the inside leg. Kick out by Styles. Styles still hanging on. Incidental contact in the official. Oh, wait a minute. Daniel Bryan with a low blow. What the the hell was that about? What's Bryan thinking? Guys, the official didn't see it. The official had been knocked down. The official didn't see the low blow by Daniel. Bryan's got a crazed look in his eyes right now. Styles, Styles can't even stand. in trouble the running knee Daniel Bryan the cover Daniel Bryan is WWE champion here is your winner and the new WWE champion Daniel Bryan uh, this this isn't right guys I don't know Daniel Bryan just low-blowed AJ Styles. The official didn't see it. And, oh, Daniel, why? Come on, Daniel. Oh, my God.
something just snapped in Daniel Bryan. Bryan's absolutely merciless right now. AJ Styles is helpless. I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Brian heel turn was like what? I, I was, it wasn't so shocked that he won because this is the same move that Vince pulled last year, right before Gender was supposed to wrestle Brock. But mm. the heel turn part was like, huh? What just happened? <laughs> so we'll see. I mean. I don't know if they uh, they might have the same issue they had with Becky. I don't know if they're gonna get the people to necessarily boo him, but I've never been able to really buy Daniel Bryan as a heel. Even when he was a heel in ROH, I was just kind of like, "You're too much of a nice guy, dude." Well, he gets the um, the court from the uh, when the cameras and choke somebody again. It might go a long <laughs> way towards. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was really. <laughs> that, that was a bit uh, extreme. <laughs> that might go a long way in helping us reestablish well, his the, heel. The thing about last, the last time he he did it is when, was when he was with AJ. And the thing is, he had AJ to play off of. Uh, uh, that's about uh, AJ Lee. AJ Lee, right? Right. Yeah, because like he was basically like, "Oh, you're dumb. Get out of my face." Like, well, he was healed for useless. he was healed for a minute when he was when he infiltrated the Wyatt family. Yeah, but like the crowd didn't buy any of that. It was just kind of like this is dumb. But yeah, like he always has someone to play off of when he does when he does a good job as a heel. Now that he's kind of on his own, it's just kind of like you're just nice guy, Brian Danielson. Well, he damn sure won't be the heel on Sunday because everybody's gonna be <laughs> cheering his ass and Brock gonna get booed out the fucking yeah, building. He's gonna devour him like a like a raptor tore up that lamb. Yeah, man, it's gonna be hard to watch him. Hopefully, they don't do too many um, damn Germans, man. Because oh god, I just thought about it—all the Germans and the suplexes and stuff. Yeah, man. Hopefully, god. Like, oh god, I'm just cringing. Like hopefully, he's on his neck, all yeah, up. Hopefully, they have kind of more of a MMA type mat based wrestling grappling match. That would be cool. It'd be different, yeah, but, but it'd be cool. It'd be safe. I don't see that happening because like everybody's gonna. No one's paid. They don't. They don't pay Brock Lesnar for that. Yeah, they pay Brock Lesnar to beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully he but doesn't we'll die. Happens. Hopefully he doesn't die. Yeah, that should be the chant. Please don't die. <laughs> Please head over to cspn.us. Click on the Keep Our Podcast Free tab at the top of the page, and do some shopping with. Amazon.com. The holidays are rapidly approaching, so please help keep the podcast free and get your Christmas shopping done by going over to CSPN.us, clicking on Amazon.com, doing your purchases like you normally would. Some of your purchase comes back to us to help keep all the podcasts free here on the network so that can help us out and you can get everybody in your life what they want this year. Uh, Black Friday is coming up, Cyber Monday, so um, you know, take advantage of those deals and help us out at the same time. So again, CSPN.us and Amazon.com. Do it today.
See, go uh, go to my birthday list. My birthday's coming up. Go to cspn.us. You go to that link. Go to my birthday list. Buy something for my birthday. Help me out. Help the site out. There you go. Happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you actually you getting uh, Vince McMahon's going to give you Survivor Series for your birthday. How you feel about that? Well, there you go. <laughs> a show I didn't want, but thanks. <laughs> so now it's time for NXT. Miss Didi, did you watch this week? I did not. Oh man, I hope I was you going to be able to talk about to you about this match that starts off the show. We have the EST Bianca Belair versus the HBIC Mia Yim. Mia lands a fury of kicks until Bianca hits the spy buster for a two count. Bianca hits a corner spear and then she slaps Mia Yim around, but then she eats some strikes and knees. Mia then makes a cover for a two count. Mia follows with a cannonball, but the soul food is countered and Bianca hits the KOD and Bianca Belair is still undefeated. Hold on, there's way too many acronyms there. Start over. <laughs> There's too many initials. I don't understand what half of those are. That's what she said. Un de fi. No, I'm talking about all the the KID and the oh, HPC. And oh, the, the, oh the, Okay, the EST is Bianca Belair's moniker. She is the EST, the best, the the, the fastest, the prettiest, the strongest. Okay, no HBIC. I know what that is. Head bad. No, you don't. Head baddie. Baddie. Head baddie oh, okay. in charge. And then, uh, and then the KOD is the torture rack. It's a death? Yeah, huh? the torture rack into okay. the face buster. Sit out right, right, face okay. buster. How yeah. about some KFC and BK and all this <laughs> stuff? All you got to do is just watch the best three letters that uh, are in the professional wrestling, man. NXT. I see. We're only on, nah. we're only on year four of this. Don't know why uh, you haven't uh, converted yet. No. Mm, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Pete Dunn and Ricochet, they're arguing over who will fight for the advantage in the war games during tonight's match until the war uh, Raiders basically say, hey, Hanson's going to be the man. Uh, we get a great video package hyping Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano for their match on Saturday. Then we get an interview segment setting up Matt Riddle versus Cassius Uno for next week. Then we have Lacey Evans versus Carissa Rivera. Now, some of you guys may know that name Carissa Rivera sounds familiar as she was the young lady who set Monday Night Raw ablaze back in the summer when she was in the front of the conga line. So now she's wrestling Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans attacks right away. She takes her down and does push-ups. Evans then repeatedly slams Rivera to the buckles and celebrates. Rivera fires back. She hits a drop kick and Lacey Evans is pissed. Lacey slams her down, then she slams her face into the mat, and then she hits her with the women's right, and Lacey Evans gets the win. Then we get video packages hyping up the Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream and Shayna Baszler versus Kari Sane championship matches on Saturday. Main event time is Kyle O'Reilly representing the Undisputed Era faces Hanson of the War Raiders. Hanson heads to the top rope as Adam Cole comes out to distract him. Hanson's moonsault misses, and he hits the knee strike for a two count. The ankle lock follows, but Hanson makes the ropes. Adam Cole kicks Hanson, and then the axe and smash by Kyle O'Reilly gets a two count. 
Raymond Rowe comes out and he takes out Adam Cole. Hanson and O'Reilly continue to fight, and Hanson cartwheels into a lariat as Rowe beats down Cole. But then Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish arrive, and they start attacking uh, Rowe on the outside. Pete Dunn makes the save, but he gets taken out by Bobby Fish. Ricochet arrives, and he hits a huge tope into the pile of guys on the outside. Back on the inside, Kyle O'Reilly hits Hanson with the tag belt, and he gets the pin. So Kyle O'Reilly is the winner, and the Undisputed Era will have the advantage when it comes to the War Games this Saturday. So, good show. The video packages were bomb. Uh, Bianca Belair and Mia Yim had a fantastic match to kick off the show. And the main event was fun with all the stuff going on in the outside and stuff. So, can't wait to see War Games this Saturday. Speaking of which, you can follow that hashtag on Saturday with hashtag cast takeover. And uh, here are the preview of the matches. We're going to have Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black. Going to have Shayna Baszler versus Corey Sane. Two out of three falls for the NXT Women's Championship. We're going to have Tomasa Joppa versus the Velveteen Dream for the NXT Championship. And the Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders, Ricochet, and Pete Dunne in the War Games match. So, I'm looking forward to this takeover. We have a chance. Velveteen Dream could become the NXT champion this weekend. That would be so lit. It was. So lit. I saw this thing today where um, I didn't click on it. I just looked at the headline where Triple H is uh, calling NXT a third brand. And he's saying that some people may not actually go up to the main roster. That They actually just may stay in NXT. Hopefully, I believe Trombo when he says he doesn't want to go up. Hopefully, Velveteen Dream is one of those guys, but now he wants to go up. He already had the tights last time. Yeah, Dream <laughs> wants to go up. I don't think Trump wants to go up. I think, depending on the kind of person you are, especially if you're older, you know whether you should go up or not. Because right. it's not about whether you can make it. It's whether Vince is going to let you be who you really can be. And most signs point to no. So. Right, right. I wouldn't go up so that old man retire. <laughs> Well, I've, I've followed Ciampa's career for most of it, and I, I just, he just doesn't seem like this type, the type who would actually fit in the WWE um, stratosphere, like the main roster stratosphere. Right. So before we uh, turn it over for shout-outs and thank yous this week, let's have a discussion about, uh, you know, unfortunately, we all saw what happened, Nia Jax with the uh, – Oh, before, oh, before you all before before you all get to shout outs and stuff, after you all do this, I, I have a show that I watched. But go ahead, go ahead. Oh, but yeah, so what do you think? You think uh, the reaction on the internet was all over the place um, for you know Naya basically knocking Becky out of the match on Sunday. So um, Sam, what do you think? It's justified, you know, shit happens. Well, I haven't it's not really, I haven't really been, I don't really pay attention to to the social media anymore. But I do know, like from what I saw from the from my friends, the way they talked about it. This little contact is like one one time, the first time, but then like she did it again. And it's just like I'm just getting a lot of things. I've like like my friend Paige Turner, she was messaging me saying like someone like Naya needs to go back to NXT, blah blah blah, because they, they're dangerous and they hurt people. Somebody made a meme. Now you remember the old Mortal Kombat the game whenever you move up from beating up somebody? Mm-hmm. The little stone thing, yeah, they did that of like all the people she injured and who she's moving on to next. And the next one is Charlotte. 
it's kind of funny. But, but yeah, there's just like, from what I just saw, there a, a lot of people are just not, they're really, yeah, I don't know. But I haven't really seen a whole lot. I've just seen from my friends. All right. But is it is it a is it a bit much? Probably, but who never who knows? All right. It seems to be the same whenever anybody gets injured, especially if they get injured right before a high profile match. The reaction is always like over the top. You know, it's, it's things happen sometimes. I, you know, she didn't mean to do it. She actually had her fist open. It didn't seem like she actually punched her with her closed fist. It's just you know little close and hey sometimes i like when my pro wrestling is a little real now i hate for it to be that real when somebody gets hurt and has to miss like three or four months now but you know all in all it it made the moment so much more uh exciting than it would have been than they ever could have planned it you know didi your thoughts on nia Jax? i know you know if brie bella don't have to go back to nxt then nia Jax shouldn't have to either Listen, Seth didn't go back when he fucked up all them people he fucked up, you know? Like, from my standpoint, uh, it could have happened at a better time, but then it made for an iconic moment. So, I'm going to take the good with the bad. I think long term, if there's nothing really wrong with Becky besides just some bones broken, I'm sure she's fine with it. Because that moment, that aesthetic, you can't can't make that shit up. Like that's a great accident to have happen. Now, do could she do it better? Yeah, but if she didn't even have a closed fist, and that's what happened, then that's just what happened. We didn't say nothing about when Rhonda concussed little Alexa, and we know she don't have enough training. So, you know, it's just gonna be what it is. And if the people who are professionals and who are in this business are the ones saying, "Y'all, sometimes shit just happens," it's okay then I can't be mad for them. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because you clearly know more than I do. So if you're telling me shit happens, then shit just happens. Right. Now, now Don, is this something similar to like what happened to Undertaker when he had to walk around with that mask? I mean, like, if, if that had happened now, would, would they have even let him wrestle? Probably not. No, no because concussion, concussion and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, it's a different it's a different era yeah Yeah, if she wouldn't have because i don't know how you don't get one without the other but if she just gets a broken orbital bone but with no concussion then yeah they might have been able to put a mask on her just to get the match in the ring you know know, they said she had a concussion right which i guess if you break your face you would right that's that's (laughs) what i'm saying i was like i don't know how you get one without the other but let's just say she just broke her nose and yeah. didn't have a concussion, then yeah, they probably could have gave her one of those Rip Hamilton masks, Phantom of the Opera mask to put on, and she could have got the match in the ring, and they probably would have went forth. But once she gets, once you get the concussion in WWE, that's like the worst injury you can get now because they're gonna hold you out probably for the sake of being on the right side of right. So even if you feel like you can come back, you still might have to sit out like an extra month or so. Just so they're sure, because they don't want you know they don't want to have somebody gets hurt and really have to pay somebody for a concussion. So I just thought I'd bring that up because you know that was a, another topic of conversation this week. Everybody's talking about 
Nia Jax being reckless and all oh, she hurt this person and all oh, she hurt that person and all oh, she needs to go back to NXT and blah 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 blah. It's like hmm. Becky didn't come out and say anything bad about it, so if she ain't saying nothing bad about it and it's her face who got smashed up, then I think everybody else should just calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Oh, but wait, let's give honorable mention to Becky on Twitter. <laughs> because Becky on Twitter has pushed two storylines. Her versus Rhonda is not over, and her versus Night can happen anytime. After she gets cleared, and it's uh, it's just it's just a clinic of everything you want in a wrestler, especially if you live a kayfabe life. Like, oh my god, this is actually a happy accident in a way that Vince is gonna be pissed because I think the original deal was to get this Ronda Charlotte match at WrestleMania and have it actually be the main event, especially since Roman is is out now. Hmm. And that would be the ultimate main event, Charlotte versus Ronda. But now mm-hmm. he's going to give it to you at SummerSlam. Now, what's going to happen is Becky's going to go away and she's not going to be on TV for, well, she might still be on TV for a few weeks, but she won't wrestle. But now they're going to somehow be able to get back to Ronda versus Becky and have that happen at WrestleMania. And it's going to be even way bigger than the Survivor Series match would have been. Mm-hmm. So. Becky Lynch is the newest, biggest, super duper star in professional wrestling. Hopefully, they don't fuck this up. And also, back on Twitter, stupidly. I just want to have, I just, Becky just did something for me, to me. Like, I was looking at Ronda, and she wrote whatever she wrote, and it had like, I don't know, like 1,000 retweets or like 3,000 likes, whatever. But Ronda got about 3 point something million followers. Becky was like, too long, didn't read. I broke my face, got back up, and whooped your ass. Old girl kicks you in the face, and you hid under a blanket for a year. Your face is as weak as your mind. Oh, I, I saw that one. That's so funny. <laughs> I screamed. And then that had like three times as many likes and retweets as well, um, Rhonda. But she has less than half the followers. So Becky's reach is reach. Like, it's, oh, it's lit. <laughs> I'm ready to stand. Like I am standing for Becky right now. I never thought I would see the day. Remember Didi when we were making jokes about like how oh, Becky probably can't find her way to the arena because she's so dumb. I do. I feel so bad now. You know, that's like she's come out for the better. You're welcome. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a. Uh... An amazing turn, but we've been waiting for it. You know, she's been waiting, getting passed over, getting passed over, and now that she's finally got her chance, she definitely has a, as they say, grab the brass ring. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, what was the show you want to tell us about that you were watching? Yeah, I, I saw about a couple weekends ago. I saw Shine Fifty Four. Pretty good show. Pretty decent thing. I saw uh, Dementia D. Rose and Kira Hogan give Ariel Monroe a concerto with their asses. Wow. <laughs> that was pretty, was pretty something to see. Were you jealous? Uh, but, Did you want to change? Yeah, yeah. I was like, why is that not me? <laughs> no, um, 
match of the night, they'll have to go Priscilla Kelly versus Santana Garrett. Uh, Ybor City street fight. They actually wrestled out in the street. Like, they're in the middle of fucking traffic. <laughs> Having a wrestling match with a referee. And people are just, like, looking like, what the fuck? But that was match of the night, easily. Um, let's see. Friend of the show, uh, Asha Pereira, won the Nova Championship from Kaylee Cartwright. Uh, before the match, you know, uh, Aja Perez's gimmick is that she likes pizza or whatever. Okay. Didi, what's your gimmick again? I forgot. My gimmick is I'm a grown-ass woman. There you go. Uh, yeah, her gimmick is that she likes pizza, particularly pineapple pizza. So before the match, Dementia D. Rose and, and Kira Hogan came out with the pizza, trying to sh- trying to tempt Aja Perez and just giving up and going after the pizza. It was funny. But she won. She's the new Nova champion. Beat, uh, Kenny Cartwright. Let's see what other match was there. Uh, Sienna, Lefisto. Wait, what the hell am I looking at? Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. I'm looking at something else. But yeah, it was a really good show, and can't wait for the next one next month. And that's that. That was it. All right. So, Miss Didi Jone, I'll turn it over to you so you can give your shout outs and thank yous. Oh, shout out to Becky Lynch. For being the icon that we all needed. Shout out to Elias. Because it is a serious matter. And Leo should go home before the lights come on in the neighborhood. Uh, shout out to Jay. Shout out to the rest of Glowcast. Shout out to Greg, Sam, Classic, Mel. Because Mel always gets shout outs. Did anybody? Oh, shout out to my coworker. She made the bomb brownies. She made caramel... I was going to say caramel nut, but that's nasty. Caramel, caramel pecan, let's call it. Brownies, they were amazing. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Samuel Kalunga, your shout outs and thank yous. Uh, shout out to my girl, Nikki, out there holding it down. Uh, let's see. Shout out to Becky Lynch for actually making me a believer. I <laughs> I was really like like Didi said. I was really just we were just here for the jokes months ago, but now like yeah, she's turned she's turned a bunch of people, and uh, let's see what happens next. But uh, that's about it. All right, please head over to patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. Check out our exclusive content. If you're a fan of the WrestleCast, which if you listen to this podcast, you obviously are. You can hear our pre and post show conversations in a podcast that we like to call The Dark Match. So you can hear us talk about some more things wrestling related and sometimes not wrestling related. So head over to, like I said, patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. Become a backstage pass member to gain access to those exclusive content. And, podcast. and I promise, I, I promise to post, I promise to finally get around to editing those shows. Yeah, and we also have the WrestleCast uh, Red and Black, which takes a look back at the Monday Night Wars. So they kind of do a version of this show, but retro edition. It's Sam and Quantum Central R hosting that show, so that's also on Patreon. I'd like to give a shout out to all the WrestleBays, all the members of the GLOW, everybody who showed up and held down. The Rawcast and SmackDown Matters uh, live tweets this week. I had to work both nights this evening, so I had to watch both of them on the DVR editions. And I love going back and trying to uh, look at all the tweets and, you know, kind of get a sense of what everybody's feeling at the moments when things are going down. So I had a lot of fun 
uh, reading those tweets back. Um, shout out to everybody who's going to join us this weekend, Friday night, tomorrow night, tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday. Join us for the hashtag RetroCast as we will be watching Survivor Series 1998 Deadly Game starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So again, use the hashtag RetroCast on Friday to share your commentary with color. On Saturday, the hashtag will be Cast Takeover for NXT Takeover War Games. And on Sunday, we will be using hashtag SurvivorCast to talk about the Survivor Series. So please come out, join us this weekend. For all the live tweets, share your commentary with color, interact with us. It's always a lot of fun. Always, always a lot of fun. Um, If you're a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the World Tag League begins on uh, Friday. So uh, Friday and Saturday, or actually I think it's Saturday. So Saturday and Sunday it starts. So use the hashtag CastaStrongStyle if you're watching that and uh, share your commentary with color on New Japan. And uh, I think that's about it. I think I've done enough shilling as a CEO for this week. So on that note, for Miss Didi Jonet, our SmackDown Matters correspondent, for Samuel Kalunga, our Rawcast correspondent, for Magnum Prime, the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 211. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. I think it's obvious that Dean Ambrose is the subject of most of your focus right now, but let me tell you, from watching Shinsuke on SmackDown Live every week, if your head's not in the game, Shinsuke's going to take it clean off. But don't get me wrong, this Sunday, when the bell rings, I'm going to be laser-focused on Nakamura. But that's Sunday. And this is tonight. And tonight... In Kansas City, I want answers. I want to know. I want to know, why did Dean Ambrose do what he did to me, to Roman Reigns, to all of us? That's where my head's at right now. Listen, you and I have both known Dean Ambrose for a long time. Dean's never had a great way with words. He usually uses his actions to do most of the talking. We have known Ambrose for a long time, and he's not a stupid guy. Dean Ambrose knows exactly why he did what he did. He's just not man enough to come out here and tell me. Man enough to come say. Don't ever accuse me of not being man enough to do anything. I'm man enough to get out of this cold, come into that arena, and beat the holy hell out of you right now. But I'm not going to do that. Because you all don't deserve that. I don't know you an explanation. I don't know these people an explanation. I don't know anybody, anything. You're people. These people who want to come up to me on the street, looking like they can use a shower. These people with no manners. They want to spit on me, call me names, throw things at me with their, Why, Dean? Why did you turn your back on your brothers? Why this night of all nights? This your architect doesn't have all the answers this time, does he? What do you want to know, Seth? Are you wondering, maybe, I shouldn't have talked to Dean like he was an imbecile so much? Shouldn't have treated him like a charity case so much? Are you wondering, maybe... Did something go wrong? What changed with Dean? Or maybe you're realizing 
Dean Ambrose has been the same guy this whole time. I was just too selfish and too self-absorbed to see anything else that was going on around me. Maybe I regret my actions. Maybe I am remorseful. Maybe I hope that one day my brothers can forgive me for what I have done. No, that's not it. The truth is, I used to think the shield was stronger together. I used to think that this symbol made me strong. I used to think that wearing this made me strong. This, the shield, made me weak. You made me weak. Roman made me weak. The burden of being your brother, the burden of having to watch your back, made me weak. Every day is a new day. A chance to be reborn. Chance to take the past. Oh.